0: Hi, I'm Mike Romai, and you're listening to the Live Mike Podcast on The Social Voice Project. At least that's what I'm being told. So why do we have a need for food pantries? In Beaver County, the number of people with food insecurity is growing they're providing food for thousands of beaver Countyans every week there's one thing i know for sure and that is we cannot continue with the mentality of i got mine screw you
1: He was one of those civilized individuals who did not insist upon agreement with his
0: political principles as a precondition for conversation or friendship. If you want a job in America, you could have a job. If you don't have a job, it's your own fault. Do you think what I just said is true? How can you argue with the facts? The US unemployment rate fell to 3.8% in February of 2019. That's from 4% in the previous month and below market expectations by 3.9%. The number of unemployed people decreased by 300,000 to 6.2 million. Among the unemployed, the number of job losers and people who completed temporary jobs, which includes people on temporary layoff, declined by a quarter million people. The decline reflects in part the return of federal workers who were furloughed in January due to the partial government shutdown. So we almost have full employment. Your friends, your neighbors should be working right now, should be getting good paying jobs with benefits. In Beaver County, we've got Shell employing people. We've got so many people. In fact, Shell can't find enough workers in Beaver County because they're not qualified for the jobs. At least that's what I'm being told. So why do we have a need for food pantries? In Beaver County, the number of people with food insecurity is growing. They're providing food for thousands of Beaver Countyans every week. Faith Restoration's food pantry is located on Wagner Road in Monaca, in a building that used to house the Plumbers and Steamfitters Union. Faith Restoration's actually began from humble beginnings, as most of these ventures do. Dave Braley, a construction worker and former veteran, decided his calling was to go out and help fellow veterans fix up their homes. They couldn't afford it, so he had connections in the construction field, and they would go in and build ramps or fix doors and windows, home improvements. It was only once they were inside that it was determined there was a much greater need for these veterans. They were being ignored by the government, and so this tiny seed grew into what we know of today, an organization, a nonprofit, that feeds thousands of Beaver County residents every week. So what do we mean by food insecurity? It means you can be employed, but you're employed at such a low pay rate that you don't have enough money to pay your bills, to drive your car, or to get public transportation and still buy food for your family. we're talking with Candy McMunn. Candy is the vice president of the Faith Restoration Community Food Pantry. Candy, how did you get involved here?
2: I actually was a family member that needed support. My husband had done 14 years active duty and got out of active duty. And we moved here to be close to my family. We have three kids and he was struggling to find a job. So we actually started at this food pantry as a family needing food. And for about six months, we used the services. We went bi-weekly to, at that time, Dave's garage, got our food, and when we were able to give back, both my husband and I decided we wanted to help. So I started out as a pantry manager, coordinating pickups, making sure everything ran smoothly, and then went to vice president before we moved into the new building. Mm
0: -hmm. And so uh, it's something that I've heard quite a bit about, and that is that uh, there's a need for veterans and that this whole program started by helping veterans and we look at the nation and the sacrifices that veterans and their families have given to this country and yet they don't have enough to provide for.
2: It was a very big transition and we struggled active duty but the transition from active duty to civilian life was tenfold they don't support you they don't help you you know they didn't even make a resume for my husband they kind of went through the process and then just let him go Mm -hmm. so the need is very big not just for vietnam era but you know our new afghanistan and iraq era veterans they're struggling with the same things that the vietnam veterans were struggling with but they're hiding it better than i think a lot of people understand
0: and so what does this food pantry do for people like that?
2: So you are, are allowed to come once a week to pick up your food. And you can get your food for the whole week. And most days, most weeks, that's five meals. So I mean, that's a whole week worth of your meals. So saving us, I mean, my family alone, it's like $400 a month in groceries that you know, we could take that four hundred dollars and pay our water, pay our electric, put it where it's needed.
0: Mm-hmm. How have you seen this operation grow since the time uh, that you were uh, being supported by it to now where you're serving other people?
2: <laughs> so we started in the garage, mm-hmm. and that to me was like oh, huge. You know, this this is this is good. You know, we went in, we were able to pick our food, and quickly when we grew we realized we needed a bigger space and we moved to our south beaver address all of us all of us thought wow like this is this is it we're going to be here forever only to find out a month later that we were quickly outgrowing that space as well even having a warehouse space and a pantry space wasn't enough so when we got this building in Manaka, we all thought this was it, this, was, this is our 10-year plan, only to find out within a couple of months again how fast we were outgrowing our space. And we started with 10 people in Brighton Township to 30 people to 80 people in South Beaver, and now we're in the thousands serving all these people who need food, mm-hmm. not just veterans, but you know people who do truly need it you don't know somebody's story
0: What does it say about a society the greatest country in the world where people are still food insecure
2: I've thought about this hard and long it is crazy that where we live and the amount of money that we can make that we do still have people who are food insecure I mean our numbers show it alone how fast and how many people we serve not just here at the pantry, but think about all the other ministries that we're serving, all the other little pantries, food kitchens, soup kitchens, shelters. Like, we're giving all those people food. But mm-hmm. we could be in the hundred thousands at that point.
0: Right. And um, when I was talking with Janet, uh, she was talking about a lot of these people have worked. They're, they're working because we hear about jobs and all these jobs and we can't fill all these jobs. Yet we still have growing numbers at food pantries uh, like yeah, faith restoration. She said, well, a lot of those jobs are paying minimum wage or a little bit better than minimum wage. So you got bills to pay. You've got a family to feed. That doesn't go very far.
2: It doesn't. um, I can say from experience, even a $10 an hour job with a family of five, that's not even going to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that are living paycheck to paycheck. And you have three kids, four kids, two kids, you're going to have to pay to have them in daycare if both parents are working. So it's it's a catch 20. What do you do in that kind of situation? Mm -hmm. Do you stay home and you live paycheck to paycheck? Or do you both go and work and you pay a daycare?
0: as you look at the growth that you've had so far in the past four years where can it grow from here
2: we've thought about that very hard Um, we're working on trying to get some land acquisitions um, funding to make maybe a separate garage area office area so that we can expand our needs in our warehouse um, so that we can have more coming in more food a walk-in freezer, a walk-in fridge, so trying to figure out how to put all those things in place, I think that's that's what I, I just spend a lot of time doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the need is there, then we're going to be here.
0: What do you think that people in Beaver County need to know about this?
2: We don't qualify people. If somebody has a need, they can come to us. We're not going to tell you no based on how much money you make. It doesn't matter if your car broke down, your hot water tank busted, you need to come get food that week, you come and you get food. Everything that we get here is donated. So that's what we're doing. We're giving it back to our communities, the people who need it.
0: Whether it be veterans, families, single mothers with children, or the elderly.
2: Everyone, we don't discriminate.
0: And those percentages are growing.
2: They are, they are. Our biggest percentage, unfortunately, right now is the 18 to 25 age bracket. That's where we really do have a lot of need. And like we were saying, it's minimum wage jobs and families to support. And you're young. You don't know. You may have loan debt from going to school and you didn't finish because you couldn't afford it. You don't know somebody's story.
0: But they can come here. They can. What days of the week?
2: We do Mondays for veterans only from 10 to 12. We do Tuesday nights to make sure people who work can have not come. Tuesday night is from 6 to 8 p.m. And then we do Thursday from 11 to 1.
0: And they line up outside. Oh yes,
2: our line goes from the sidewalk in the front all the way back to the, the parking line up. Be patient. Yes, be very patient. Mm-hmm. Dress warm.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Candy. Thank you. talking with Janet Chalmers. Janet is the Associate Director of the Faith Restoration Community Food Bank here in Monaca. Jana, can you tell us a little bit about the program here, Faith Restoration?
1: Sure, I'd love to. The program began in 2015 for the food pantry. We started because we were repairing homes for veterans currently. We were already doing that at that point. And David Braley, who is our executive director, he found that the veterans that he was repairing homes for had need for Food as well as home repairs. So, with that being said, he began to gain the support of other food pantries and he was able to gain food for those families in need. And he ended up getting so much food that he decided that he would open it up to the general public and we found out that there was so much need for the general public that he ran out of space in the space that he was at so he moved it to a facility in his in his shop
0: and this all began around 2015 yeah and today it has grown. Uh, you're in a new building in Manaka You originally started in Darlington. That's correct. But outgrew the place.
1: We did outgrow the place. Within two years' time, we outgrew the place so substantially that um, we had to find a bigger building.
0: Mm-hmm. Here it is, 2019. A lot of people say that the economy is better. There's all kind of jobs out there. But yet yeah, you see people every day with food insecurities.
1: Absolutely. How is that happening? I think a lot of it has to do with the measures where families have to choose between their medication or food for their children, or they have to decide whether they're going to pay their electricity or food for all three meals. And and food insecurity doesn't always look like, you know, starving for three weeks. A lot of times will be a father giving up his meal so that his children can eat, or it will look like a kid going a weekend without food because they don't have food, you know, in the home that they have access to because the parents are working.
0: Is that growing? Has that grown since 2015? The number of people that you see in
1: 2015, we began with feeding about 20 people. To this day, we we host three distributions a week, and we feed over 300 families a week. And that does not count the extra ministries which we give to as well. Mm-hmm feed in different amount of people as well.
0: We say families, are these what we would consider to have been uh, nuclear families, a mother, father, and children? Or do you see a lot of single mothers uh, who are head of households uh, that are in desperate need?
1: It is all over the place as to whether it is a nuclear family with a mother Mm. and a father or whether it's single parents or grandparents that are raising their children or you know, people that are just falling on hard times for a short time, you know, someone's out of work for a short period of time. They don't, People that come don't necessarily come for a lifetime. These are people that are just in a bad spot and need food or need help during a certain time period. And so we'll help them as well.
0: Okay. it began uh, for the veterans, a program for the veterans.
1: It did begin with the veterans. Do
0: you still see a large number of veterans coming through?
1: We actually host a veteran distribution only because we recognize how diligently they've served and we don't want them to have to stand in the long lines with the general public. So we host a veteran distribution from 10 to 12 on Mondays. I would say right now our numbers of veterans each week, and this is families, this is not just individual people, but we serve about 50 veterans at this time, but that number is growing with the help of the VA. They're finally able to start getting word out that we are here and we're here to help. And so each week our numbers are growing for our veteran families. So
0: do you work through the VA? I mean, do they fund you at they all? They do not
1: fund us. No. Nope. There's How not.
0: do you get funding? How do you get all this stuff?
1: We really hope people in the community recognize what we're doing and they support us mm-hmm. you know, in small ways. A lot of the funding that we get comes from a general funder who donated us the building. He has done a lot for us. His mm-hmm. name's Dimitri Papin does a lot of good for the community with that. But other than that, we have had FedEx or the Shell Corporation. We've gotten lumps of money, you know, that have gone a long way to help us continue to feed the population.
0: I did read recently that Shell gave you a pretty substantial amount in the form of a grant to help through this.
1: Well, that was actually the union workers. Mm. So the union workers all banded together from the Shell factory and they raised about $13,000 for us just out of their pockets. And then because they work for Shell, Shell matched that, and then Bechtel, who is a um, contractor for Shell, they work with Shell developing the plant down there, they also matched that amount for us.
0: So would you consider that, uh, some people would consider it a windfall, We weren't expecting it, others would say a godsend.
1: I absolutely say a godsend. I mean, the things that have happened for this pantry to grow in the amount of ability that we've gotten, this, nothing that we have ever fathomed, this pantry has grown only by the grace of God.
0: And uh, you say veterans. Uh, we have a lot of families with food insecurities in Beaver County, uh, a lot of low income. Uh, there are two sides to this. Uh, some would say it's a shame that in the greatest country in the world that this has to happen. Others would say, but why? We know there's employment out there. Why aren't these people taking these jobs? Where? Uh, how do you determine who really needs and who may be taking advantage of you?
1: Whenever it comes to the needs of people, are we to judge other people's needs? So most of the families that we get, or quite a few of our families, don't necessarily qualify for food stamps because they're working. So because they're working, they only get $7 for a family of six people. I've seen such small numbers. Even if they do get food stamps, it's not enough to feed your family for a week. So the people that we're feeding... Tend to be different from the people that attend most other food pantries. Um, not saying that they don't attend both of them, but the way that we siphon who gets what is general need. We don't turn people away, and we really expect that the Lord is going to take care of the needs of the pantry, and the needs of those families. So we're not going to judge who's taking advantage. That's not our place. As long as they're following our guidelines and the guidelines that Greater Pittsburgh has set forth for us, then we're allowed to continue to serve them, and we'll continue to do so.
0: I think you bring up an important part of all this, and, and that is that there are people working, there are jobs, but a lot of those jobs uh, are paying seven forty-five an hour, uh, and people are trying to live on Uh, wages that are below the poverty level. So they have to find something that's going to help assist them in raising those families. And that's where you step in.
1: Yep. And we are also fully run on volunteers. No one that works here is a paid staff member. Mm -hmm. We are all volunteers. And so most of the people, we have over 80 people that help us each week doing everything that we do. Most of those people come from that we have helped them in the past. And they were so grateful for the amount of help that we were able to give them. They wanted to make a difference in other people's lives so they continued to volunteer.
0: Speaking of a difference, what makes the Faith Restoration Community Food Bank different than other programs that are out there?
1: Well, Faith Restoration's the food pantry allows other people to come in and they are able to pick the food that their family will eat for the week. So we don't do any pre-boxing. We do have limits on things so they can't Mm -hmm. just take and take. However, they're allowed to choose what their family or their children or their husbands or wives will eat rather than putting a box full of stuff that they might not be able to eat due to different allergies or due to different needs. Because we have refrigeration and we have freezers, we're able to staff a lot more milks and cheeses and dairy. Uh, We're able to do meats. I mean, they're going to get about three to five meats a week to feed the family. And that goes a long way with Nutrition.
0: And all this is donated. It is all donated. All donated different. items. Mm-hmm. Do people find you, or do you have to go out and seek sources of food products?
1: We do both. I mean, we definitely publicize that we're always in need of canned goods. So that's something that we don't tend to get with our regular shipments because we're greater Pittsburgh set up different, you know, people that donate to greater Pittsburgh, different companies like Walmart or Giant Eagles or all of those different stores that donate to greater Pittsburgh, greater Pittsburgh arranges for us to go and pick it up. And then we're able to distribute that food with reporting, you know, the foods that we get to Greater Pittsburgh. So it all goes off of Greater Pittsburgh's numbers, but we're able to distribute that food for them.
0: So we're talking about uh, veterans as the program started. We're mm-hmm. talking about families, children, and the elderly. Yes. Do you see a, a huge need for the elderly in this Absolutely. community? Absolutely.
1: Like, I would say the elderly make up probably a third of the people that we serve.
0: What do you see... As the future. I mean, you've grown out of one building. You're here in another larger uh, building. But what do you see for the future? I mean, it would be great if you were out of business. If you were put out of business, that means there would be no need. need But what do you see going forward?
1: Going forward, we're definitely working on building some programs to serve the community in better ways. Um, We're hoping to gain some grants so that we can do more buildings so that we can expand a little larger um, to facilitate different types of things. I don't want to give away what we're hoping to plan for Mm -hmm. um, just because we want it to come to fruition before we announce what's going to happen. But uh, we're definitely seeking funding so that we can expand the capabilities and become a hub for Beaver County. To make Beaver County great, we need to be able to become like a little greater Pittsburgh food bank. So we would work with them, but we'd become a greater... Right now, we're a food pantry. We're not a food bank. So we're a branch off of them. So Faith Restoration's food pantry would become a food bank in a smaller form so that we could serve all of Beaver County instead of having them drive all the way down to Pittsburgh to get all of the things which is about an hour and 20 minute drive from here they would be able to come here get their food for their ministries or their programs
0: and what do you need what do you what do you think that the public needs to know about you and uh, and what are the needs? What are the greatest needs?
1: The greatest need for anything is always financial help. Just because, you know, it costs money to run a, food, a, a truck. You know, you got to pay for maintenance on the truck. You got to pay for gas. Um, we have to pay for electric, for refrigeration and things like that. Um, and then to be able to reach out for the future to move forward. So money is definitely number one. But there, if you're looking for other ways to help, there's definitely donations of canned goods, doing a food drive for us of any dry goods items, things like that, I would say that the those are the two greatest needs at this point.
0: And volunteers?
1: Always volunteers.
0: Always volunteers. I came in, I pulled into your parking lot about an hour and a half before you actually opened the doors, and there were multiple cars, I'd say about two dozen cars with people and their uh, engines running, waiting, but your doors don't open for an hour and a half. Is this common?
1: Yes. Every distribution people arrive between two to four hours early because they're so excited and because they want to be first in line. Mm -hmm. So they'll diligently
0: wait. And so here we are at a crossroads. America, the greatest country on the face of the earth in 2019, with nearly full employment, but so many of its workers can't afford to feed themselves what's the answer a higher minimum wage better schools better education affordable health care there's one thing i know for sure and that is we cannot continue with the mentality of i got mine screw you this is mike romine the live mike podcast is on the social voice project like rate and review it on your favorite podcast app You are listening to a production of the Social Voice Podcast Network.